the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Tuesday, March the 22nd, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today in 1882, President Chester Allen Arthur, not a president we quote often, but he signed a measure outlawing polygamy. Today. In 1882. Today, in 1933, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed a bill legalizing the sale and possession of beer and wine. Today, in 1941, the Grand Coulee Dam, the great, great marvel of all time, I guess, in dam building, it opened officially. Today, in 1941, Washington State officially went into operation with the greatest dam to be built. At the time, at least. Perhaps there's bigger ones now. But it's grand, and it's great. I remember the first time I saw that. I wasn't very old. I was a kid. It had been there for a while, of course. But, um, man, it was just awesome. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Anyway, that opened today in 1941. Today in 1946, the first U.S.-built rocket was launched. It reached a height of 50 miles into the atmosphere. Today in 1978, Carl Walenda, uh, he was 73 year old. He was the patriarch of the Flying Walendas High Wire Act. He fell to his death while attempting to walk a cable strung between two hotel towers in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I mention that only because his family is still doing that, actually. Remember that guy that walked across the Grand Canyon here a few years ago and NBC was out there covering it live? And on a cable. And, I mean, it was amazing. I I watched a good part of it. But NBC kind of walked into something they didn't fully understand. And I just wanted to mention this to you because I took a great amount of joy from it myself. And I think you will as well. Well, Carl Walenda's family, it's probably a grandson. If he was 73 years old when he died in 1978, would probably have to be a grandson. He's a younger guy, I mean, like 40-ish or something. But anyway, he's still doing this and in the name of the family and so on. Well, he's the guy that walked across the Grand Canyon on this cable. And uh, as I said, NBC was out there live with it. And they were talking about it, and you could tell there was an expectation that something could go wrong, and they wanted to capture it. Not that they hoped it would, but it could go wrong. There was risk, obviously, and so on. But what happened was um, this Walenda guy, and I can't remember his first name, but anyway, probably a grandson of this Carl. When NBC started interviewing him, he, they started to say, is there fear? You know, how do you deal with your fear? He launched into this testimony about his faith in Jesus Christ and how Jesus Christ helps you conquer all fear and on and on and on. And you could see them visibly getting nervous, shaken, and then a little kind of upset because that's not what they wanted to hear. Not at all. But that's what he was about. Well, 
that got my attention. So I kind of paid attention to that family a little bit. And they go around, they do this. I mean, that's how they earn their living is doing these kinds of things. So I haven't been paying attention to them in the last few months. But nonetheless, um, I thought that was worth telling to you today. I, I took a great amount of joy. I love to see networks who are so high and mighty and misleading in so much of what they do get in a position where they can't squirm out of somebody on their airtime and in their presence telling them about how wonderful Jesus Christ is uh, in their life. And that's what happened on the Grand Canyon walk. He made it across and and, uh, it was successful. But nonetheless, NBC probably decided that would be the last Walenda um, event they would cover live. I don't know. Today in 1993, Intel Corporation un- unveiled the original Pentium computer chip. Today in 2010, Google, they stopped censoring the Internet for China. The reason they stopped is because they got found out and the whole world was talking about it. They shifted their research engine off the mainland to Hong Kong. Today in 2020, Kentucky Republican Rand Paul He became the first member of the U.S. Senate to report testing positive for the coronavirus. Mitt Romney had had talked to him. I I have no idea what they would have talked about. I would think they have little in common. But anyway, Mitt Romney panicked. And uh, when he found out that, that Rand Paul had the virus, and so he went into seclusion for a couple of weeks, characteristically of him. Five years ago today, Supreme Court nominee Neil Gorsuch, he wrapped up two days of Senate questioning to a glowing review by the Republicans. They all liked him a lot. But, of course, the frustrated Democrats said that he was concealing his views from the American public. That was five years ago today. Some things never change. President Biden was in a meeting yesterday that I want to mention. We may talk about this more in the future. We'll see if he stays with this narrative or not, as they say. But he was in this. It's a business roundtable. They met yesterday afternoon, and President Biden told these business people there was a pretty healthy list of, you know, movers and shakers, people that influence the the culture in business. And he told them that there's going to be a new world order. He said it hasn't happened in a while. And he talked about how America has got to lead this. Well, if there's going to be a new world order, I would rather have us than Russia or China leading it. I can agree with that part of it, I think. But Real Clear Politics put out a story on this, and most other news sources are not talking about it all that much, but I think they will. So we'll keep an eye on it. But here's what Real Clear Politics said. And I noticed it was this story. It's a short story, but it was carried in a number of international news sources, but not so much in the United States. But what Real Clear Politics said in their short little news brief on this, they said President Biden, the former senator from Delaware, addressed the business roundtable on Monday afternoon. This was published this morning. They quote the president, Biden, as saying, quote, we're at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy, not just the world economy, the world. 
that occurs every three or four generations. He said, quote, a general told me that 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946, and since then we've established a liberal world order, and it hasn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. I guess he's talking about the chaos today. He continued, this President Biden, quote, Now is the time when things are shifting, and there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. We'll give that some thought. We'll pay attention to it. We may come back to that at some point here in the near future or not. But the point is that there is a always a thirst for a, quote, new world order in humanity. It's because of our brokenness and our desire, our obsession with controlling the world. There is a spirit in the world that wants to become as God and wants to be in control of all things all the time. I mean, there's just, and these people pop up. I'm not saying Biden, I don't know if he cognitively can dream that big. I don't know. But anyway, that's what he said yesterday. But there is this spirit in the world. The Apostle John referred to it as the spirit of Antichrist that is already among us in talking about a coming Antichrist. And I think that's, that. I mean, I believe that. And I think that's what we're seeing in our world today. The spirit of Antichrist pops its head up. And while it is not the Antichrist, it is the spirit of such a person. And we see that again and again and again. And it always comes down to a new world order, which is, in our vernacular, that would be like globalism. That's what they want. They want one community. When they talk about community, that means they want a community. That means they that community has a mayor or a president or a dictator, but a leader. And so that's this plays to that strongly enough, at least to catch my attention. So we'll keep an eye on it. Tom Reed sent me a uh, Tom Reed for those of you who are not listening on American Christian Network stations. Um, he owns them. And he sent me a, uh, a a note yesterday, and he said he had received the note from a listener to ACN radio stations in Spokane area. And the note said this. It says, uh, thank you. This was sent to Tom Reed by a listener. Thank you for your vision on asking Pastor Gary Randall to have Hear It Again Saturdays on KTW. I am not in capital letters, able to hear the shows during the week. So this novel idea allows me to binge listen and gain tremendous insight. Well done, sir. You've hit a home run with this idea. Well, as you know, we uh, have decided it's costing us several hundred dollars per month to do this. So I was very pleased to see that someone was benefiting from it. That's what we want to do with this ministry. That's our objective. And um, I hope others of you are doing the same. Uh, we are on KTW in Spokane. And you're, many of you perhaps are saying, well, I don't live in Spokane. And, you know, I understand. Uh, but if you go to our website, uh, he, ACN is playing on this ACN-owned station, uh, KTW, um, are playing our programs uh, throughout the week, Monday through Friday, on Saturday from noon, 12 
to 2.30, back-to-back, all five programs, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And uh, it's because of, like this guy was saying in his message, there are people that listen maybe periodically, but they can't listen all the time. They would like to. They'd like to keep up with what we're talking about. And so we want to make ourselves available uh, to as many people as possible because we feel very passionately about the issues we're talking about and more so about the solutions. I am not the solution to the problems of the world, but Jesus is, and I know him. And the word of God is what the Bible is, what the world needs today. And the Bible does have all the answers to human need. So that's kind of where we're coming from on this, and we want as many people to listen as possible. Thank you for your support. Your support allowed this to happen. As I said, it expanded our budget a bit. And so uh, we know that you will stand with us in all of these endeavors and help us. And I want to thank you for your support. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98. 98- 009, Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. You can also contribute on our website, faithandfreedom.us. Also on our website, you say, well, I don't live in the area, so I can't listen to KTW uh, in the area of Spokane. Well, uh, you can because we have a, a direct link to it on our website. So you can go to our website from anywhere in the world, and you can just, uh, if you're looking at the at the page that comes up on the right-hand side up toward the top, there's a picture of a microphone, and it says Straight Talk, and then it says Hear It Again Saturdays, 12 noon to 2.30 p.m. All you have to do is click on that. Even I can do that. All you have to do is click on that, and you'll be plugged into KTW in Spokane, Washington. Um, you can do so at uh, from any time from 12 to 2.30 p.m., any time at all, but... 12 to 2.30 p.m. each Saturday is each of our programs the preceding days of the week. So there you go. You can check in and see what we're doing if you missed it. And I hope you will if you missed it. Thanks for being here today and each day. In a rally in Moscow, not Idaho, but Russia, Russian President Vladimir Putin sort of paraphrased John 15, 13, He wanted to justify his ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Now, I know there's corruption on both sides. I understand that. This is kind of a very corrupt part of the world. Most of the world is corrupt because of sin. But nonetheless, he wanted to justify what he's doing there because the world is starting to push back on Vladimir Putin. I don't think he's getting the response that he wanted. I don't think this war is as easy as he thought it was going to be to conquer Ukraine. And so he's kind of up against some issues that he wasn't fully anticipating, in my view. But one of them is that the world has really pushed back on him. Even China has, while they're aligning themselves with Russia, they've sort of stepped back a little bit and because they could see where the consequences could be those that they don't want to have to deal with in their own economy because they have their own expansion, their own imperialistic ideas to be the leader of the world in this new world order that Joe Biden was talking about yesterday afternoon. So there's all of this going on out there. So I think Biden is, I mean, I can, he's very troubled looking. I would be too if I were in his position, but I think that he kind of wishes, I think he's 
gotten in, himself into something that just isn't working out the way he thought it would. Uh, that That's my view on it at this point. We'll see. But nonetheless, he chose in this rally, and it was a huge rally. I'll come back to that in a moment of why it was so big. But he chose to quote, kind of, he didn't quote, he paraphrased it wrongly so, really. But he paraphrased scripture from the Bible at this rally. He's an atheist. But he said during his speech that he was holding at this uh, big stadium, sports stadium in Moscow, it was to celebrate the 8th anniversary of Crimea's annexation, which is not recognized by most countries. But Putin applauded the Russian military for heroically fighting in Ukraine. And yet there are constant reports coming out of there that the the Russian uh, soldiers are apologizing to people they're killing on the, on the streets of the cities in Ukraine. They're saying, we don't support them. We don't want to be doing this, but we don't have any trouble. I mean, there's all kinds of this kind of stuff. And I know there's a lot of propaganda. I get all that. And I've heard from some of you who are really, you know, undecided on who's who in this war. I get that. It's There's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of propaganda. There's a lot of reporting that's completely false. And there's reporting that's sort of halfway true and all of this kind of thing. I understand that. I know what Tucker Carlson is saying on Fox, and I know what others are saying. I'm well aware of that. But nonetheless, people are dying in the streets of Ukraine. That's a fact. And we don't know how many. The reporting is a few. I would suggest the truth is probably many more. But nonetheless, that's what is happening in Ukraine. And beyond that, then, there's a lot of gray area, for sure. But then he said this, Putin. He said, you know, I remember the words of the Bible, speaking to 90,000 people in a sports arena, 95,000. And they said there was 100,000 outside that couldn't get in. But anyway, he's speaking. And he said, you know, I remember the words from the Bible. There's no other love rather than if someone gives soul for their friends. That's an exact quote. BBC, in fact, carried the speech. The remark was followed by this huge <clears throat> applause from the crowd, of course. Putin's remark was a reference to John 15:13, which says <clears throat> in the King James, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. We're seeing the heroic deeds of our guys in this operation, Putin said, after quoting, paraphrasing, scripture. CNN carried that and they were translating it. These words from the holy scripture of Christianity, he said, it's something that is very dear to those who profess this religion. But everything is down to the facts that this universal, I'm still quoting Putin, that this universal value for all the peoples and of all the confessions of Russia and for all people above all, and the best confirmation of that is how our guys are fighting in the course of this military operation, shoulder to shoulder, helping and supporting each other. He continued, quoting Vladimir Putin, If the need comes, they will shield each other on the battlefield from the bullets as brothers. We have not had such unity for a long time. Truth they have very little unity at this time. As with most incidences where people use the Bible to justify their actions, the big event, as it was called, and it was big, was rife with irregularities. 
to hype the event to the world audience, a video cut away to a military band playing on the same stage, but there was no military band. Oh, there really wasn't. It was a recording from some other event some other time on that stage. It wasn't real. There weren't actually a wasn't really an act, actually a band there. The video, according to the Moscow Times, that's not as controlled by Putin as some of the other news media in Russia, they said it was from another event. It was a concert that happened there some months ago. Putin's people, when they were called on it, they explained the edit was made because there was a technical difficulty, but the local press, they knew different, and they talked about it. Some news organizations reported there were 95,000 people in attendance with 100,000 outside the stadium. But those same news sources were also reporting that they, as they talked to people who were coming and going to this event, they said, they said that people said they were forced onto buses and brought to the stadium in order to attend. They didn't have a choice. I guess hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of buses bust these people in. I don't know if they just like drove down the street and said, get in the bus. I don't know how they they roll in, in Russia. But anyway, the buses went out and got these people. These people said, we didn't want to come to this. We don't have any interest in coming to this. But they were there. Some reports said that people were offering 500 rubles, that's about $5 in uh, U.S., to attend the event. Nearly 6.5 million people have now been displaced in Ukraine, and over 3.2 million have fled the country as of this past weekend. An agency that advocates on behalf of the global Orthodox Christian Church say that most people in Russia do not support what's going on in Ukraine and what Putin is doing. Despite Putin's quoting of the Bible, nearly 300 Russian Orthodox leaders issued an open letter. It was, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago now, a week and a half ago, I think. It said in part, quote, We mourn the ordeal to which our brothers and sisters in Ukraine were undeservedly subjected. The last judgment awaits every person. That, of course, was a veiled but a direct quote or message to Putin himself. The letter says, quote, no earthly authority, no doctors, no guards will protect from this judgment. Concerned about the salvation of every person who considers himself a child of the Russian Orthodox Church, we do not want him to appear at this judgment, bearing the heavy burden of mother's curses. They're making reference there to the great white throne judgment that where people will be judged who did not accept Christ as Savior and so on. Russian evangelical leaders, they've also spoken out in Russia strongly against what Putin is doing. However, at the heart of the matter is a religious leader, Moscow Patriot Krill. He's an ally of Putin's who is said to be lending religious justification for the invasion, even though religious leaders in Russia are calling him out over his support of Putin's invasion. Krill has caused Russians' opposition to Ukraine evil forces who have fought against the unity of Russia and the Russian church. He's taken a nationalistic approach as a spiritual, quote-unquote, leader. Church leaders claim Krill's statements ring hollow and have the stench of direct government interference. Is this because, they say, he owes his position and the lucrative benefits he receives to Vladimir Putin? The answer to that, the short answer is yes. That is why. Putin's war is killing and burning and destroying people and things 
on the other side of the world. And you and I, honestly, unless we have family there and so on, I mean, we don't really feel the sting of this war. We watch it. Some of us are sensitive enough to care for the people that are being shot down, kids, mothers, dads, husbands that are leaving their families and trying to fight against this. I mean, wherever you are on this war, you've got to know that it was Putin who moved into Ukraine. Ukraine didn't try to take over Russia. I mean, I'm not defending. I understand the corruption. I get it. But I'm telling you, this is a horrible horrible event that's taking place and it's being perpetrated by Putin not by Zelensky but to some degree to some degree and I'm not comparing well I'm sort of comparing but I'm I'm not suggesting that these folks are like Putin please understand that but to some degree the spirit of that war is among us here in America. How many times can you remember former President Obama, devout President Biden, super devout Speaker Nancy Pelosi, or even VP Harris, and others using scripture to justify their war on biblical marriage, or to justify their feelings about this new uh, thing they've got going called climate crisis or climate change. How many times have they used the Bible? A lot. They're always quoting the Bible. They're always referring to their years in church, their their devout faith, and so on. They will always cite their faith if if they think there's a spiritual angle to any of this. And yet their policies betray them. Their policies do not support biblical truth. I'm I'm not saying they're Putin. I'm saying there is a spirit there that grips leadership, and it takes control at some point. How many times have you heard them use scripture to justify same-sex marriage that God condemns? How many times have you used this group of leadership in America now, the left, elevate a woman's right to kill her unwanted unborn child over God's command to not commit murder, that a child is a gift from God formed in the womb of the mother, God knows that child when they're formed in the womb. Catholic News reported last fall that Pelosi was asked about what her archbishop of the San Francisco area had said about her abortion bill she was working on. He had called it tantamount to child sacrifice. I can tell you what he said because I remember it. Her response is long and winding, but the bottom line was that she credits God for giving us a free will, the right to choose, and therefore we must not violate that free will that God has given us to choose. Therefore, we must allow abortions to happen by the, by the mother's choice. What kind of theology is that? It's about like what Putin was advocating on his stage the other day. It's concerning. Back in 2015, the New York Times took it upon themselves to straighten out confused biblical Christians on moral issues. They ran a story about Pelosi and her faith and how that Christian faith and abortion can coexist. I wrote an article today, and I, I linked that, that piece that they wrote. NPR has done the same thing. They quoted Barack Obama as he was saying that The thing at root that we think about is not only Christ sacrificing himself, Barack Obama, but it's the golden rule 
that we must focus on to advocate for same-sex marriage. And on and on it goes. But what I'm saying is there are false prophets among us. So be informed. Be discerning. And thanks for being here today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.